This is the Shed End View podcast. Hello everyone, welcome to episode 4 of the Shed End View podcast. My name's Gareth McCullough. And I'm Ali McKenzie. Sounding a lot brighter than he was last week. This week's special guest is our joint top scorer for the current season. Uh, the self-professed sexiest footballer in the Irish League, uh, maybe not self-professed, uh, is Adam Foley, uh, fresh off his goal from the weekend. But before we move on to him, we'll get a yarn between ourselves just about Saturday's match with Knock Breda. Now, um, young Alistair here was um, away watching Leighton Orient, no less, uh, one of his many clubs. Um, he's, he's, we're recording this podcast, he's wearing a, a brand new Leighton Orient woolly hat. Uh, explain why you were in uh, watching Leighton Orient against Oldham Athletic, I believe, yeah? Yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't El Clasico by any means, but um, I was in London, I work in boxing quite a lot, so I was in London over the weekend for covering a few fights on a Sky Sports bill and just when I was there whatever I go in the world I like to take in a football match um, and get away from the Premier League so I just thought League 2 local club was late in Orient against Oldham I thought I can't miss that one but you know, be be more specific. You're overseeing a uh, friend of the club, friend of yourself, uh, Darren Mullins' new best mate, uh, Mr. Troll McKenna, who is into the Golden Contract final. Yeah, so th- it was a huge, huge fight covered in Sky Sports, like I said. Tyrone and Tyrone McCullough from Derry as well, both had semi-finals. Um, unfortunately, only Tyrone McKenna won, so he's in the final now. I've kind of wrangled him into coming down to the club a few times. We shot his promo here, um, which was good as well because it got on to Sky Sports News. So it was nice to see the club on there. So it was, yeah, overall it was a really good weekend. Great to see Leighton Orient as well. Particularly, the reason I wanted to go and see Leighton Orient was the struggles that they've gone through the past few years um, with their owner and then going down and coming back up and I thought it was quite a similar story to hear. Yeah. So, you know, I, th- I just wanted to go and support them and give them a bit of money. So while Ali was lording it up at Leighton Orient against Oldham Athletic in the plush surroundings, uh, I was standing on the sidelines of a freezing cold Breda Park uh, to watch us... Well, let's be honest, WAP knocked Breda 4-1. Quite frankly, it could have been an awful sight more and we shouldn't really concede it. But uh, a freezing cold day, a big Newry support that, shall we say, probably outnumbered the knock Breda support by at least 10 to 1. Um, and, you know, it was a bit cold to be doing too much shouting. But after, I think, the third and fourth goal went in, there was a, a few sing-songs. But given the fact this was about 20 minutes to go, I think uh, our, our ultras had uh, won too many shandies uh, <laughs> down the neck at that point, so the singing was quite, yeah, was quite slow. Terrific singing and highlights. <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, we should be used to that now, but, you know, they go there and make a noise, and it was, it was a bitterly, bitterly cold day. Um, on the game itself, um, a really good performance. I watched the highlights last night. We're recording this on Tuesday night. I watched the highlights last night, and... I always think that the highlights probably, and this is not a criticism of Michael Canavan, who does a brilliant job with the highlights, uh, It's the game seems to look a lot slower mm-hmm. than it does, obviously, when you're standing, you know, just off the edge of the pitch, as we were on, on Saturday. If anybody doesn't know Breda Park, the, the, the only place where they don't have any sort of railings or boundaries is right in front of the stand. So we were sitting, we were actually standing right in front of the stand, maybe about five yards from the touchline. Uh, down our right hand side when we were attacking first half um, from the perspective of the game itself started well Mark Kelly great to get another goal a, a brilliant first time cross from Noel Healy who reverted back to left back this week we had no Kevin McArdle wasn't available Conor McCall was injured Darren King was injured so us on top of the injuries that we already have and John McGovern Barney McKeown Mark McCabe was back on the bench but I said Mark Kelly 
opened open the scoring. Uh, we should have scored maybe one, at least two more before half time. Yeah, it was surprising. It was only one nil at half time. Yeah, the, the, I mean the dominance in possession. There was a, there was a sideways wind, a real gale force sideways wind, sort of blowing into the stand. Ironically, it couldn't have blown the other way. You know, mm-hmm. because of a bit of protection. But you could see from even kickouts and things like that from Mandy and from like Lewis Dean was the knockbreed goalkeeper. You know, it, it was it was. It, struggling to sort of pinpoint them in the right direction because the wind was blowing them all over the place but we got the ball down on a on a heavy enough pitch played a lot of good football the work rate was absolutely phenomenal it's one of the things that Darren talked about after the game and yeah. um, for 90 plus minutes the boys just worked and worked and worked and worked and worked at pace and hustled and harried and pressed and really looked like a team playing with confidence uh, get into half time you won the up and yeah Usually I just mosey about at half time and don't go into the, the bar because I'm generally driving. Um, I was driving on Saturday, I didn't have a beer, but I had to go in for a cup of tea. I mean, I've never seen... Just a warm-up? Just a warm-up for 15 minutes. Um, second half, again, dominated the start of the second half, went 2-0 up, uh, you know, a good ball by Adam, Adam into Stefan Lavery. It was good to see him get back in the score sheet as well. Now, they scored pretty much a couple of, a couple of minutes afterwards. A really simple goal from our perspective. Um, a bad goal to concede. One ball, straight ball through. Andy mm-hmm. came out. Guy Jonathan Smith slipped it past him. But the be- the best thing was, and one of the things that Darren focused on after the game in his post match interview was the the speed with which we scored our third and fourth goals. I think it was two goals in two minutes, and the third, the second, or sorry, the first of those two goals came a couple of minutes after uh, it had gone two one. Yeah. Uh, Foley, brilliant finish. And then Decky is capitalising on a, a bad kick out by the keeper, but dropped the shoulder yeah. round the Very keeper. Very cool finish. Very cool finish. Yeah. And Brenton Mollahan, as anybody seen the highlights, was sitting in the A1 position, got his head tapped by um, by Decky. I think for Stefan Lavery's goal and Foley's goal, he turned out and gestured towards Brenton. So I think we might have to quiz <laughs> yeah. him on that in a, in, a, in a little moment. Brilliant. You know, um, the, the the big thing that you've touched on there that I when I looked at the score sheet on Saturday was the fact that four different goal scorers yeah. scored for us on Saturday, which is a huge thing. Over the past, I suppose, month or so, we kind of struggled for goals, um, particularly with McCabe just coming back into form. Mm-hmm. Mark Kelly took a while to find his feet. It's good to see four different goal scorers on that on the sheet again. Yeah, and even on top of that, um, later on. Boiler, boiler volley won over the bar mm-hmm. um, when you know he probably would have expected himself to do better. Uh, Stefan obviously had scored, had hit the bar with a free kick. Brian Cabrali actually had the ball in the back of the net, and uh, what would have been his first goal, but he was deemed offside. And you know, as usual, we always thought it was never offside. Yeah. Uh, with other chances as well, so yeah, I mean, it was a good spread of goal scores, and that's with you know certain players that you would maybe expect. Actually, like Kevin McCarter scores a few goals. Um, obviously, John McGovern's been. Been, been injured as well and would, would chip in so yeah it was nice particularly Stefan to get back to the score sheet and obviously Mark to get a second goal Goal drew at the weekend as well Balna Mallard had a good win against the PSNI in a 10 goal thriller but from a few weeks ago being 10 points behind lock all we're now 6 points behind with the game in hand you know maybe they're starting to feel the pressure the pressure's off for us we have nothing to lose you know it, it, it builds itself up for a really exciting end of the season uh, yeah, and we'll have to play Lockall twice as well. We'll play them before and after the split. So we play them uh, not this Saturday, but the following Saturday. So that's going to be you know a huge encounter. That's a must win. They're all must win now, but that's a particular you know one we need to get three points in. Um, but you know we were looking the Ballinamallard game for whatever reason started slightly later than ours, and so we were keeping an eye on the scores. We knew Porter Down were getting beaten. Eventually drew. We knew Lockall were getting beaten. Eventually drew. We knew. Ballinamallard were getting beaten 4-3 at home to PSNI which 
we couldn't understand who Pace and I with the greatest respect had scored four goals at Fernie Park yeah. it was 89 minutes and then by the time we'd finished our interviews with um, post-match interviews with Darren uh, there were 5-4 up at that point and then 1-6-4 so look that's the mark of a good team Balna Mallard as people kept coming up to me during the game and saying oh Balna Mallard's getting beaten poor Downs getting beaten and personally I just said I don't care yeah. I'll care afterwards when we've got three points all we can do is look after ourselves you know, it'll be obviously be more important when we're playing lock all again before the split with the play ported down before and after the split as well. We obviously have to play Ballon and Mallard after the split away from home. They're all huge games. We need to keep chipping away. Um we've got those two games in successive midweek midweeks away to Derrickview, which are gonna be no easy shake, you know. Mm-hmm. So we just have to keep winning. The momentum's there, and I've said this before in the last couple of podcasts. Momentum is just the biggest thing of football. It's a cliche, but it's a cliche for a reason. Yeah. We keep up that momentum going, you just never know. Well, our next games, I'll just read them out for you here. We have Dundella, Lockall, Dergview, Ards, Dergview again, and then the Ports is our last game before the split. Looking at that list, you have to say, out of the 18 points, you'd be realistically looking at 15 points. Would, would be a must for us if we want to have any hopes of promotion. I would go so far as to say 15 points at this stage and where we are in the table is the bare minimum. Mm-hmm. Um, we're more than capable of getting 18 out of 18. That's a big ask because that's a lot of games in a quite condensed period of time. Uh, you know, you're probably looking at the Portadown game away from home. Portadown, I think, have only lost once at Shamrock Park this season. That's going to be an almighty task. However, if you're coming into that game, that's the last game before the league splits. If you're coming into that with off the back of the previous five wins in a row, and that would be that would that would be equate to 13 games unbeaten. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, there's nobody is going to match that record. So you'll be getting there with the biggest confidence. That's got to be your aim. But again, another cliche, and again, something Darren will say, and again, I'm sure something Adam will say later on. You take each game at a time. Dundell is the first one. We have to go and win that. Uh, it's away from home. We were unlucky not to win there earlier in the season, mm-hmm. one each. So we just have to go out, keep playing the way they're playing at the minute and keep working as hard. You, you're not going to get those same level of performances that we've maybe had recently where you're knocking the ball about and you're creating chances left, right and centre. It might be a, a single goal game. But if they put in the work rate they put against Knockbreda, they could have taken the foot off the gas very easily against Knockbreda, who, quite frankly, were a poor side. Mm-hmm. But we didn't. The boys bust themselves from minute one to minute 94 or whatever it was, you know, in stoppage time. And that's key, and that hasn't always been the case this season. Yeah, so Saturday's game, we're at Wilgar Park, back mm. down to Dundella. As you said there, at the start of the year, we're unlucky not to win. We kind of had that rocky start. We lost our opening two games, um, Harlan Wolf and then Lockall. But I think we're a completely different team going down this Saturday than we were back in September. You know, at the, at the start of the year, we were still gelling. Like, one of the boys during the week actually made the point of we lost five players last year who were big losses to this team. You know, we had Carvel go, Walker went as well, Rambo went, Stephen Maguire went, and Darren Noonan left. I felt Darren was a massive loss for this team and kind of went underrated, you mm-hmm. know, when he was here. Yeah. Everybody thought he was a great player, but, I mean, once he left, we realised just how important he was. But we're a completely different side now. We've got that confidence. Dundella have kind of slipped away a little bit. You know, three points is a must for us, definitely. I think also, you know, you're touching on obviously one of the players that we lost who has now come back in, in Decky Carvel, who had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago. Um, Decky coming back um, shouldn't be underestimated in terms of, I think Adam Foley, you know, and we'll ask him about this later on, was probably brought in, brought in not necessarily to directly replace Decky, but uh, sort of play a similar type role. What it does now, it allows the two of them, and I noticed this on Saturday, it allows Foley a bit more freedom. It also allows Decky a wee bit more freedom as well, so you're not necessarily restricted. And when you get two big physical lads like that who, quite frankly, don't care who they're playing against, they just go for it and, and don't really, you know, aren't ones for, for worried about reputations of anybody else, 
that makes a difference and mm-hmm. two big physical lads two two lads of that size and I know I keep bang, banging on about their size Mark Kelly as well something we didn't always have yeah that you know, physicality we, wasn't yeah, it you were sort of like boilers extremely physical and um, not the biggest but but I mean he, he'll not be beaten in a physical battle but when you look at the likes of you know Decky, uh, Adam and uh, Mark Kelly in particular um, you see those three lads who are coming onto the pitch and there was nobody in the Knockbreeder team for example on Saturday that came close to even their height mm-hmm. um, now I'll ask Foley about this he doesn't win too many headers um, but but you know Decky wins his first header Mark Kelly's brilliant at holding the ball up the likes of Dundella on Saturday you're playing on probably not great service as well obviously as we know it has that big slope up one corner of the pitch yeah that's going to be crucial as well. Um, the physical nature of it come this side, the stage of the season. It doesn't matter whether you're, you know, as I said earlier, you're not going to be necessarily knocking the ball about and playing pretty football every week. You will do because you've got the capability of doing it. But when you have that sort of plan B, if you like, um, or you can mix a plan A and plan B, um, good football and the physical side of it, I just think we're pretty adept at that, which maybe we weren't earlier in the season. And we now sort of, sort of got more of a balance in the team, you know, from those players that have left last season, the players that have gone in January and the new players that have come in. It's just sort of balanced it up a wee bit and people know the roles a bit more, in my opinion. Yeah, so I'm going to ask you to go out there, um, you know, give me a prediction for how we will finish the season. I suppose my, my biggest fear is that we're going to rue the losses at the start of the year. The silly losses, really, when you look at it, like Harland and Wolf beating us, PSNI beating us down here. You know, those were very difficult, I suppose, difficult times for us, adjusting uh, to this league again, adjusting to the players. You know, that's my only fear is that those will come back to bite us. You know, because to be expected to almost go like on a 15-game unbeaten run to, to get to that point, nobody should ever have to do that. We've done really well. Um, we'll have it in our sights. But do you think we can get a playoff position at this point? I'm trying not to let my heart rule my head here, um, but I do think we can. We definitely we can we can get a playoff position. Um, I would even be so bold as to say that you know obviously we've needed massive claps and put it down, but you know we're st- still not you're still not out of that race really. Now it's highly highly unlikely. There's a one percent chance of us ever winning the league. Yeah. Um, I agree with you, and I think the the results and the bad defeats, the silly defeats at the start of the season will potentially come back to cost us um, I still think that we I'm going to say we will finish second mm-hmm. um, we have to keep this run going we do go on runs from sort of Christmas onwards we seem to be very adept at that whatever the reason is whether we had started the season well and it, we would have had this run now is another story but you know we don't care about that at the moment what's been in the past it has been it's been and gone we can't do anything about it we just have to keep winning games um, I think we can finish second um, we have to finish second there's no second and third place playoff this season so we don't have that sort of luxury so it's even more difficult than it was two seasons ago yeah. uh, from we just have to keep winning games it's a, it's simple it, it sounds simple because you know the boys have to go out and do it and bust themselves for 90 minutes every single game um, the two lock goal games are going to be massive because yeah. um, they've beaten us twice this season haven't they yeah we, we owe them one mm-hmm. uh, we really owe them one and um, we beat them in the league cup but we, we really owe them one um, certainly we'll probably we owe them two so the, uh, preferably that would be before the split and after the split we win those two games they're huge because that maybe puts us above them maybe Ballon and Mallard start to get a bit worried and that leads into whenever we end up playing Ballon and Mallard post split so that's all we can do um, I wouldn't target those games um, you target those games when when you when you come for them because every game is equally as important. Again, I'm flying with the cliches here. Tonight. No, but it's so true. And like this, this is a crazy, crazy league. Like Darren said a few weeks ago, you don't really look at league form or where anybody's sitting in the league because every game is just you don't know what you're going to get. 
So we also have that risk as well. There could be blindsided by a smaller team that we're not even looking at. Well, we we have lock all on our sides, you know. So I suppose it's just like you said, one game at a time, keeping focused, but also getting out there and just giving everything. And I think that's the big difference that we've seen since before. Not that they didn't give everything before, but there just seems to be like a real up in, in the tempo and in, in the effort and in the belief. I think, and it's starting to spread into the fans then. Yeah, I think I think once you win games, it's it's uh, you know if you win games, confidence breeds. You can get that. You can confidence or, or lack of confidence can go the other way. You know when you're losing a few games and losing a few silly games like we did earlier in the season, as we touched on, that sort of confidence and that lack that belief can just drain out of you. Um, you know it, it's maybe easier for the drain than it is for it to, for it to build up. But your eight games unbeaten, I suppose you're taking nine in ninety minutes if you count the Dungannon Irish Cup game. Um, but you know the capabilities there they just seem to be a bit more bit, bit more cohesion the biggest thing for me and it's not to hone in on, on one single player is Tucker is fully fit mm-hmm. or certainly looks fully fit he was sensational on Saturday um, he's such a as Decky said a couple of weeks ago he's probably the most underrated footballer he's ever played with he's 33 he looks about 23 um, he bosses games even times where he, he could the old time he could dispossess on Saturday or he missed the first tackle he was straight back in there and he won the ball back two seconds later. Um, he was beating, he beat players the other day, he was making passes, he was just everywhere. Um, he, him sitting, he's a focal point of your team, even though he's so quiet. And he just sits in the middle of the park and does his job and makes everybody else better around him. He's, it's the old adage of, I think if he plays well, we play well. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you have him fully fit into the last stage of the season, who knows what can happen. I'd like to welcome this week's special guest, our leading joint leading top scorer with thirteen goals in all competitions this season, uh, Adam Foley. Welcome to the podcast. Well, Adam, cheers, cheers, lads. Thanks for having me. Um, so, look, folks, we'll we'll try and get Adam to speak a wee bit more slowly. And uh, yeah, we, we don't have subtitles yeah. on a podcast. <laughs> if, if if anybody needs an interpreter, they can just message us on Facebook, <laughs> and we'll, we'll go from there. Um, but like, Adam, thanks very much for coming on. Um, well, firstly, we'll go back to last Saturday's game against Lockbreda. Uh, you scored one. You set up Stefan Lavery's goal. You played a part in Mark Kelly's goal. Um, I'm not sure what the final pass was. It was sort of a wee chip thing, but it worked out all right in the Just end. Like, chip, yeah. you know I mean? But um, I mean, in terms of looking back at that game, um, yes, Lockbreda, with all due respect, aren't a particularly great side. But one thing Darren touched on was the, the work ethic. You know, for 90 plus minutes. We worked our socks off, and you know we're rewarded. I think four one was a, probably a fair, probably a, a let them off lightly a bit. Yeah, definitely. It was um, it was a game that obviously we needed to win because obviously because of such a, a bad kind of inconsistent kind of start from us. Yeah. So we need now to just take one game at a time, and that's what kind of we're doing now at the moment. So obviously bouncing into Dundee now this week, working on a bit of them tonight. And yeah, it was just it was just good to get the three points and and kick on from there. Now it was it was obviously we thought the game was actually going to be called off when mm-hmm. we got there. Yeah. Um, our man was kind of putting the forks into the ground when we first got there, and so look, we were lucky you went ahead and we had to had to do what we had to do really get get in there, get a job done, and and, and get out. Yeah. When you're looking at those as a player, when you're looking at those conditions, you know it's uh, obviously it's been raining all week. It was sideways wind. It was absolutely Baltic on the sidelines. Yeah. I'm sure it wasn't any warmer out in the pitch. Yeah. As a player, as a so as a sort of more of a <coughs> shall we say flair player, um, <laughs> whenever you look at those conditions, do you go? Ah, not, not not today. <laughs> <laughs> not, not, not for me. But I mean, it, you know, in terms of that, is it? I mean, I mean, it's not taking anything away from the likes of say a, a Tucker because Tucker's a great footballer. Yeah, yeah. But you Tucker excelled on Saturday because he loves you know getting wired in the tackle mm. and. Um, 
you know, is it more difficult, I suppose, for the sort of attacking players, the players like to be creative, you know, on a pitch like that and conditions like that? Yeah, it is. You, 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 again, it's, it's kind of the way, the way, as you said there, the way you look at it. If you go out there thinking, oh, these conditions are going to affect your game, it will affect your game, where you just kind of have to develop that mindset and say, you know, it's not going to affect me. They have to play in it as well, so do we. Go out, and, go out and do what you have to do. Simple as that. If you go out thinking that way, it will affect your game. Simple as that. So we went out there, and again, like, like myself, yeah, I like to get the ball down. I like to do bits and pieces, be creative and kind of have that freedom to go play. But again, Darren keeps on knocking at me about doing the dirty side of the game. And if, if I don't do the dirty side of the game, I get called a few uh, a few female names, <laughs> <laughs> female female body parts have come yeah, in a few we'll times be, yeah. this year. Um, so yeah, so we had to kind of mix mix up the game and start down the dirty side of dirty side of the game and and mixing in with my game and in fairness now on Saturday that kind of that kind of I, I looked at I, I think I made a few tackles on Saturday yeah, I was a bit surprised myself but um <laughs> yeah look we have, we had to do that side of the game and then as soon as you do that then the, the rest of your game can take over so yeah so thank, thankfully it paid off yeah we're now on an eight game unbeaten streak what's the mood like in the change room at the minute yeah it's great it's um it is I think you, you know the characters we have there in the dressing room jeez yeah, it's, it's <laughs> that, 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 that's basically just that, that's basically how I, how I can explain it you just have to laugh because um, it wouldn't be it wouldn't be the, the, the brainiest room I could tell you the, the smarter players I, I, I could tell you the smarter players quickly instead of the, the stupid ones but can, can I just interject here uh, uh, there's a, we've got an audience for the first time for the first time this week uh, it's our, our new channel designer Brian Cabrali and um, whenever the word we don't have the the brainiest uh, change room he just sort of pointed yeah, yeah, at himself yeah, at him so yeah. you know what I mean is again. he still getting a lift home tonight is he getting a lift home yeah still hasn't given Petra money <laughs> again. and again another another one of the stupidest players in the dressing room <laughs> as well yeah. uh, but I mean from from you know, sorry, sorry I interrupted you there um, I mean the mood in the change room I think that's one thing that Darren's always touched about touched on sorry it's it's important to have good players obviously it's, it's mm. a, you know an obvious thing but to have the right sort of playing the personality in the change room, like and yeah. there's there's definitely characters in there. Like yeah, hundred percent. Like you, you you need you need that because again, if you have players who are just as again just just flair players now and again and and not good characters in the dressing room, it will affect how your game's going to go. You all have to be pulling the same direction. You all have to want to win and and do the right things. So the last couple of games, as I said, we've been taking it each game as it comes now because of the such inconsistent starts. It was just down the right game, each game at a time, and when you start getting that kind of momentum, it takes over, and hopefully it will take us over now into the before we kind of go into the split. So we just need to get these next few games out of the way and make sure we continue the form we have been doing, mm-hmm. and hopefully that will that will take us over the line. Yeah, uh, you've become a bit of a fan favorite this season, Adam, um, particularly because you bang goals in and uh, you do a lot of the, the the fancy work up front. Um, and pretty much, you could guarantee the house that you're going to score in a one on one, which everybody loves to see. But how have you found your time in Yuri? Have you found the fans and the club itself? Yeah, it's been brilliant. In fairness, everyone everyone has, has been really welcoming to me since I came up here. Um, I knew a few of the lads, obviously Coleman and Engine and a few boys from my time in previous clubs and obviously known Engine through, through Andy as well. So yeah, I, I knew a few of the lads and, and I'm kind of constantly up in the area itself. So it was a very, very welcoming to be up here and, and the lads have kind of talked to me and, and vice versa. So it's it's gone well and hopefully it just continues on. Um, as a player kind of not from the local area and a team that is basically all local boys, yeah. what's your weekly routine of coming up here and training? Do you want to just tell us a wee bit about that? Uh, well, what what I kind of do is, as in the, the days I come up, or yeah, so yeah, how, yeah. Does, how does it work just for someone from outside the town? Yeah, just I, I have to normally I normally kind of get up and do my normal routine would be going to the gym in the morning, doing my day's work, 
Had to get that. I get the job. Set up. Me and Andy are in a competition. Yeah. So half the thing doesn't happen without any work, folks. Think the thing. Think Wally was the same. Think he said the same last week as well. Gareth and I just sucked in. I seen him just go. Yeah. So I normally do that in the mornings. Get me work done, and then I to prepare myself for. Obviously, get get me meals in before I come up here because again, you don't get back till till quarter past ten half ten I know, I know most of the lads only live around the corner but it is um, it is it's a bit of work but again look it's it's 45 minutes 50 minutes up the road I enjoy down I, I actually work quite a lot up the north as it is so some days when I'm up here I can just stay up and, and go to training from there so it's it's not doesn't doesn't affect me too much and you're used to it too because obviously you played with Glenavon and Portadown mm-hmm. so it's not something that's alien to you yeah exactly and and, and again they, they were further so I was, I was traveling a lot more with them um, and again so it's ideal here it's only Babrigan's only 45 minutes 50 minutes down the road so it's straight on the M1 and, and you're there you know and how how did the move come about obviously you touched on there everybody knows you're good mates with, with Andy um, from b- before your time here and you've known engine through him but how did the move sort of come about in the first instance uh, Darren just will not stop hounding me really yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, now he got in touch he got in touch with me last um, November December and I actually played a friendly against the defense forces in Dundalk hmm. but I was kind of having hamstring problems and groin problems and um, it just wasn't the right time I just felt it wasn't the right time um, it was midway through obviously when, when the lads were in the premiership yeah. so yeah, it didn't feel as right move for me at that moment. Um, so I stayed with the local team and continued on with the amateur um, Ireland team as well at that moment because we had a tournament coming up as well. Yeah. So again, just Darren got touched then again closer to the to the end of the season and pre-season and it was between between Uri and, and a, a Premiership club and I just said, like, I kind of liked what Darren was kind of telling me. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of liked what he's trying to build here. And it kind of it was exciting, so I just kind of went went for went for Darren. Told the other manager, I said, "No, sorry, I'm going to sign for Newry." So, look, am I right in saying you're touching on you, you're playing for a local club down there? Am I right in saying you're coaching coaching? There yeah, there? yeah, coaching my local team, Glebe North. Yeah, um, going well at the moment. The senior setup and some some good players down there as well. Some good young players coming through as well. So, hopefully, you might see some of them in the Irish League in a, in a few years. Do you see yourself as a? a an undercover sort of scout for your end go on. He might be possibly, to get poss- possibly, yeah. <laughs> see, see what we can do again. Smarter players now, yeah. Not too many So, yeah, Adam, it's been a bit of a, a mixed season, I suppose, from uh, you know since you've come in. How do you think it's changed from the start of the year now? Do you think that we're in a far better position? And um, like we were just talking about before, you know, pushing towards that playoff place and and fingers crossed getting another promotion. But is that kind of what everybody's thinking at the minute? Yeah, see, I think at the start of the season, I think we had that tag of being favourites to to win the league and, and go up. So I maybe think maybe some of us were thinking too far ahead. I don't know. Just it's it's hard to kind of put your finger on what was going wrong because collectively it just it wasn't going right. So um, we had to kind of adjust things, and eventually when we I think started off bad, went through a, a decent little spell between I think September October, and then again we hit a bump in November, coming up to December. Mm-hmm. And then it picked up again late December and into into where we are now. So it's kind of just I think I think now we just kind of focus one game at a time because if we start thinking too far ahead, something will go wrong. So if you just focus on one game at a time, focus on who we're playing, and that's it. See, see what happens. I mean, I'm taking it to the next game because it's it's not that it's out of our hands. If we just focus just doing the one thing, then we'll see where it gets us. You know. I mean, um, not that obviously we want to take credit here but we started the podcast sort of just at the start of this run and you know everything's gone yeah, swimmingly yeah, since um, but I mean from from that perspective uh, you know obviously we, we, we touched on probably on each podcast the word momentum 
and again it's a cliche you know as is the the one game at a time but they're they're cliches for a reason the momentum factor in football and the momentum factor that's within the club at the minute within the team you can see you can even see sort of on Saturday where a game where it would have been very easy you know even when we went 4-1 up even 3-1 up to sort of take the foot off the gas and they go ah I'm not fussing it a bit bit cold yeah yeah. why still bust themselves at the last minute I mean does that sort of show that because the confidence is is growing inside yeah it's literally like get one get two get three just just keep going Um, it is that and in fairness if you look at kind of defensive side of things I think we've conceded like four goals and about like nine the last mm. nine or ten league games so it shows kind of the, again the boys at the back probably don't get the credit they deserve yeah. um, so it is it is just about trying to be we get told be as relentless as you can so if you go, go in front keep going keep going again don't, don't stop till the whistle's till the whistle's blown so we just have to keep on doing what we're doing um, it's, you, you don't want to get too carried away as we said it is momentum with us so again we just see where that takes us so, folks, we ask every week for uh, listeners to send us in questions that you want to ask or, or special guests whenever they're announced. So, needless to say, Adam being the popular figure that he is, um, both in Uri and further afield, uh, there's been a few interesting choices. He's trying to look over at the phone here to see, to see, to see what he has. He, he knows one of them that's coming. Yeah, anyway. that'll, be, that'll, be, that'll be for you, Kieran. Uh, give, give, give us a wee second. But we'll 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 go for the, the sort of the more sensible ones first. Um, definitely nothing got to do with football, already. Uh, <laughs> some of them do. Some so of them a, do. a couple of explicit ones that we just had to take out. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But we'll, we'll get we'll get those off air, and we'll maybe do a, 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 an extra version <laughs> later on in the season. Um, I suppose. What do you enjoy? I mean, you touched on. Uh, Ali's already asked about. Um, you know, the, obviously your fan favourite, and, and you know, you seem to enjoy it here. But what I suppose, if you could pick one thing, what do you enjoy most about about the club? Whether it's people, you know, the, the style of football, whatever, whatever it is. What's if you could pick something? What is it? I think yeah, it, it would be probably the, the style of football that we try and play. Um, again, a lot of the games you kind of come up against teams where we're on the front foot the whole time, and obviously being an, an attacking player, you enjoy that mm. because again, it gives you the chance then to to turn and, and try to be creative in, in some kind of way and, and try get a goal or try set up a goal or something like that. So it, it's 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 different from other teams that I played in because a lot of times you might have been obviously up in the Premiership with the likes of Potter down as such. We were constantly just getting pelted over. Mm. So. It was. It, it's good to be on the on the other end of it, where we're actually we're attacking now more. And again, the, the dressing room suits me. The area suits me. It's mm. as I said. It's it's not it's not far to travel to, and the football is suiting me. So again, everyone, once it all kind of clicks into place, you're only gonna enjoy it, you know. Just to sort of add a wee bit of that since um, Decky Carbles came back to the club in January, obviously somebody you didn't play with, and mm. um, when he was here last season because you weren't here, but as he sort of, is he him coming in maybe giving you that wee bit more freedom or. You, you, him coming in, maybe giving him that bit more freedom, you know, with you there. But he's quite similar <coughs> enough sort of mm. players, but he maybe plays a bit deeper. But has it given you up a bit more license to sort of, you know, go? Um, fair enough, Dan and just been telling the two of us, like, he get, gets Tucker to sit, and the two of us just get to go and kind of have a free role and, and do what we want. Now, again, it's important that we do the dirty side of the game, as he always says, but yeah. when it opens up, we're allowed to go the whole time. Join, join the attack and try to break the lines uh, to the, the defenders in front of us and the front three in front of us, try to get beyond them. He just keeps on encouraging us to go and do that, so that's what we try and do. In fairness, and we work on it quite a lot in training. Mm. So, yeah, that that's that's kind of the role that he's given himself and Dicky. 
And just if you watch, as I touched on the highlights earlier on, if you watch them on YouTube and you're east of the AFC TV, not only will you see Adam's assist, you'll see his uh, build-up play for Mark Kelly's goal, and you'll see a brilliant finish. And it was I was right behind the angle of of your goal, and it was precision. You'll also see him making a tackle and sliding in. So I mean, it, it's stuff that we you, know, you really need, as well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all we all we all need we all need to save it. But I mean, that was the thing, you know. And I actually just spoke to Darren just before we, we started recording, and he said, you know, that that dirty side of it is something that you're probably building into your game now mm. you, you know what that'd be, that'd be far enough to say like. yeah yeah it would be in fact he, he called me out on uh, Ballyclare a couple of <laughs> a couple of months ago at half time kind of had the dressing room laughing as well I wasn't laughing at the time but, <laughs> but um, yeah so and our infamous uh, V-Gate yeah 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 that's exactly it yeah. that, that female body part came into it again so uh, yeah so he kind of, he's just been kind of getting at me the whole time to kind of do that dirty side of the game and you're trying to mix it in but not the, I, I want to kind of stick to the way I'm still playing as well, you know, mixing mix in with my game. So if I can do that, then it's, it would benefit everyone, you know? Yeah. Uh, another sort of vaguely football related one. <laughs> um, I'm not going to sink these people and, and say. I'll probably who, guess here. No, you, you probably, you actually probably won't. These, these are from supporters, actually. Oh. Um, I'll, I'll, come to, I'll come to the players <laughs> one, one shortly. Uh, as a fan's favourite, there you go, as a fan's favourite again, you know, I know you're blushing there at the minute. Uh, can you ask Adam, as part of his pre match preparation, does he check Brenton Monaghan's position just so he can get his good, good side when he scores? Because if anybody hasn't seen it, well, you will see if you watch the highlights. Uh, and to be fair, Decky Carvel was at it as well on, on Saturday. Brenton seemed to be sitting in an A1 position. And yeah. even uh, the bit that isn't caught on camera, but I was standing about 20 yards away from it, whenever you cross the ball for uh, Stefan to score the second goal. While Stefan was running over, you turned turn straight around to Brenton and just give just give the fist. I, I didn't see him that time because I turned around and then I got oh, Brendan, how's it going? <laughs> so I mean, is it, I mean, look, it's not. A, it's, I know it's a funny question, but it's it, trust me, you, you're not the first person, first player, and you certainly won't be the last Newry player to go run over to Brenton Monaghan. And then, from a from a, I'm a journalist, obviously, as you know. It's brilliant for me because you get those photographs where boys yeah. are celebrating. Those are the photographs yeah. you want in the paper. I think Keith Johnson was famous for it as well. Yeah, I mean, there was one photograph here a couple, a few years ago when the boys ran over, and I think it was one of the one of the supporters hopped the fence, grabbed Brenton's camera, and all the players got it. Every single player got a fifteen photo. Whilst Becky Keenan was going absolutely bonkers, we're about four and up. He's going bonkers. Get back in the position. It is it something that you, you, I know. You obviously don't look and see where the photographer is, but do you go? Let's eh, make a good photo. Do you know what I mean? Or is it just instinct? Before every, I give Brendan a text before every. Yeah. Where, where are you standing today? Yeah. No, it is. It just, it just, it just happens to be there. Yeah. You just don't get, you just don't get any photos often. You're just like, I'm always wondering where's, where's Brendan putting these photos? Is that every game and you don't see any photos? Like, so maybe we have to ask him a few questions. Well, clearly. Clearly, uh, even though Adam's on the, uh, you know, well, my half of the podcast, uh, he, he doesn't buy the New Reporter, which is, which is quite. But I'm going to have to send you down a copy each week and, and charge you. Um, so here's a more slightly more sensible one. Um, I suppose it links in. I suppose it's very similar to the what 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 the move come about. But if you expand on. Um, what drew you to Newry? You're ahead of that other team, and obviously you don't have to mention who that other team are. But in terms of what was the the the, the the draw to come to Newry, even though you said the other team was a Premiership side and Newry had always been relegated. I mean, I presume the friendship with Andy as much as with Darren. So the friendship with Andy probably would have played a part in it as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, would have. Yeah, it was. It was obviously to play play with Coleman again and a few of the lads that I already knew. Um, Andy was in my ear as well, kind of talking away, telling me how good the club was and kind of the direction it was going, and as well as Darren. So it just kind of you know when you get, when you get told these things, you, you buy into it yourself. 
and that was that was just the, the lure of the place that, that I had on me so the other place I wasn't I didn't really kind of give it too much talk because I felt they were a, a team on the decline mm-hmm. where I was looking at Newry they kept most of the squad from last year mm-hmm. and he was looking to add in two or three players and again if, if they kept it again I think I think it's maybe two or three wins away from staying up maybe yeah, last that, year uh, one, one point well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. so again you're, you're, again, I, I, was, I think when I first came I think we, I thought we were just going to steamroll teams straight to the top um, but obviously it hasn't been that case but uh, that was kind of the aim when I, when I first when I first signed I was like right let's, let's get Newry up to the Premiership and get back playing there um, and on that, I mean, I don't, I'm sure you don't want to dwell on it too much. But being, you know, the friendship with Andy Coleman, I mean, um, I was I was going to use certain terms to describe <laughs> the period, but I'm not considering he's a happy yeah. married man now. Um, <laughs> but, but, uh, you, you can use it. You can, <laughs> please, no, 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 please. No, 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 no. This is going out public. Um, I mean, you know, you obviously played together when you were when you were both at Glenavon. Yeah. Um, so obviously that's how you got to know each other and, and you know I know from you were up, up here a few times you know even when when you were still still back down in Dublin you know mm-hmm. and you weren't playing for anybody up here I mean what's Andy Coleman really like? Oh he's <laughs> you said it's, it's a PG is it like he is we have, have limits but it, we'll, we'll see we can always edit it out oh, see how yeah, you go honestly biggest piece of shit I've ever met in my life <laughs> 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 I, can't, I can't, I can't, I can't explain it any more than that. Honestly, he is a horrible human being. Great, a great lad though. <laughs> yeah, because that's met the best part. That's, that's a backhanded compliment. Whatever there was one. Um, well, sort of li- linking onto that, um, the, the same person that asked what what sort of drew you to Newry in the first place has also said, "Who spends more time in the mirror, yourself or Andy?" Because two, the two years are you know, I mean, you know, you like to look good and all the rest. That's probably the nicest way of putting it. Um, you know, who, who spends the most time in the mirror? De- definitely not me. I'll give I'll give that to Andy all day. I'll give that to him all day. Is that because in your eyes you don't have to spend? I don't need as much it. Time? <laughs> I just, just focus on the game. Just, just out of the corner here, Brian's an absolute shock. He's shaking his head, saying it's definitely Adam. Nice. I think I think Adam's now gesturing that, that, that it's actually Brian. Yeah. So there you go. One, Brian, you can defend yourself when you come on the podcast. No, he's wearing so extensions now at the moment, by the way. You weren't her extensions? That's extensions, by oh, the way. Oh, come on. That's gone now. It's not extensions. It's not extensions, he says. It's his normal hair. Add on towards like. Add on sounds like extension, Brian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep talking, right? Keep talking. I'm not convinced Brian is aware this is being recorded. Yeah, but so we'll see. We'll see. We'll see if we'll yeah, see if we edit this out. And also, it's it's not a visual medium, so when you're doing this, nobody can see. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I mean, again, to keep it on the Andy Coben um, section, and obviously he, he he the Andy Coben section, he's gonna have his own podcast soon. This was when we get him on. I have to watch out what I say because I know he's gonna. Well, and and he warned me as well before I come on here. Just be careful what you say. <laughs> no, no, fools. Feel free. Feel free to just to say whatever you wish. Don't we oh. worry about poor Andy. I was gonna get started and his brothers there as well. I was going for the whole family there. <laughs> <laughs> I know I know them all well too so far. Uh, Andy did pose a question on, on, on Twitter yeah, which yeah, yeah. Um, you know for, for the people that haven't seen it on Twitter he says that it's his lovely wife Kira's birthday coming up soon and um, he wants to know could you ask, please ask Adam where he gets his fake tan. Now I know you replied but for, for the people that maybe aren't on, on the medium of Twitter you, you can by all means give your, your tan and saddle on a plug here. Yeah I just told Andy he could scrape it off his forehead really um, <laughs> and give her some that. And then I, I gave him the details of the other places. Then when we get inside, <laughs> and, and, a, and a massive forehead it is. Too. Ma- yeah, exactly. Yeah, you can't miss that thing. <laughs> so Adam, we've got a few quickfire questions here for you. So just literally one or two word answers, but it's all about your teammates. 
So this could <laughs> and it's PG again, is it? <laughs> well, do you know what it could be a, a twelve we can go to here? Okay, maybe, maybe maybe fifteen. Yeah, maybe a fifteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I am um, <laughs> I'm gonna throw a few things your way and you have to just tell me the first person that comes off the top of your head, okay? Alright. Smartest player in the changing room. Engine. The slowest now that could be brains or speed on the pitch. Oh. Just so nobody's offended. <laughs> Brains, oh, Mark McKay. <laughs> there's, there's no doubt about it. Oh my god! Like, I literally went down and talk, went down, went down for a time. He was like, "You're gonna love playing with McCabe. He is a bit stupid, but you will love playing with him." I remember coming off one of the days. I was like, "You are 100 right about that man." Oh my god! I think it's Decky Carroll said a couple of weeks ago. Uh, he just laughed and shook his head. He says he's as dumb as a block. Oh, it was like, it's horrendous. Who, who's the slowest in terms of pace then? Oh, he was he. Oh, oh my god he does look that like that man can't move Barney Rubble it's cause he wears he wears this white t-shirt on underneath his jersey right obviously his granddad obviously gave it to him from when he nearly sank at the Titanic in 1912 cause it's still damp and just weighing him down He's it's horrendous it's supposed to be white and it's yellow and it's still damp he, so, he sort of reminds me of one of those like cartoon characters you know like uh, Roadrunner except without the pace yeah. <laughs> when, when, when Roadrunner are wily cute he's set at the start and they but, start their legs going 100 mile an hour but they're not actually moving he, you just see him in there after games he's asking people for a brill cream he hasn't got a fringe <laughs> and he's looking for a brill cream off people oh my days I just, I just say get me out of this dress when I'm straight away so um, that was the slowest the craziest in the dressing room the craziest um... <laughs> don't, be, don't be looking at me <laughs> for inspiration there's a, there's, there's a few there's a few mad ones in there isn't there yeah I think even like on a night out kind of way feel free to yeah. name them all yeah, feel night, free. I, I think a night out Jesus uh, I, I think McCall's up there um, <laughs> they're surprised I think myself and Coleman could be up there on a night out I think I haven't seen Decky on a night out yet but I, I hear yeah, good things good luck good good there's a few alright you're getting Decky at the right time I think he's very settled the kid on the way you know Yeah. You know. You'll, maybe, you'll maybe see flashes of that craziness twice a year now um, last to buy a pint at the bar I'd say Mona. He just looks miserable, doesn't he? <laughs> the most appropriately named person in the world. Just Mona. It has to be. Uh, the worst style? McCabe. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. Shit for the St. Tyrion night. Did you not see what he was wearing? I can't, I can't oh, remember. My, remember bananas and pyjamas? Remember B1 and B2? Oh my. Hey, it was crazy. Google it, folks, if you're not aware. Okay, this is maybe apt for who's sitting in the room. The worst hair? The worst hair. <laughs> oh, yeah. The worst hair. He doesn't. Oh, it has to be. Oh, Parnoli. Parnoli. Stop. Noel Healy. Noel Healy. Noel Healy. Bobby Charlton. Bobby Charlton. Yeah. It was, uh, where, where was it we played? Was, was it on Saturday? Actually, I think it knocked Breda because the wind was going across the pitch. Yeah. And he would just run and it was just this fringe just bop bopping off his oh, head. Like, you know. sure the Bobby Charlton, 49-year-old, exactly. 20-year-old. Yeah. Here's quite a controversial question. So I didn't come up with it. So uh, don't direct your anger towards me. <laughs> Who the hell taught you how to head a ball? And <laughs> <laughs> oh, bear in mind, if you say somebody's name here, they're not going to like it. Is, is, is this Darren Mullen that, that asked this question, was it? Um, it's anonymous. anonymous yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll plead a fifth. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and the final question then is, are you officially an adopted Nordy? <laughs> oh, he doesn't like that one. I can't myself. I could be. An, 
And, and Nuri's adapted, so and you can put me down as that. Good. But that's fine. Well, no, not, <laughs> not, not, <laughs> not, not one of them. And, 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 and uh, I mean, I'll not go into the details of our Snapchat conversations no, that we've had sometimes, not. but like to say, we've different views on a few things. My, my colour of jelly beans are different to yours. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's also a question we've got over Twitter, which you know who it's from, you mm. know what it is, but it basically needs a bit of explanation. It's from your brother, Kieran. Um, I said I would mention it on the podcast, so I will. He says, could you ask him why he why did he think it was acceptable to pick a neat chewing gum that had been mashed into the road <laughs> when he was younger? Now, please do explain. Oh, this is again. I just want to put it on record. I was tricked into all of these things. By the way, <laughs> um, that's all right. Okay, yeah. you, you, you've got that out of the way. Now, now explain. Uh, it was is <laughs> my my mate Griff. He's again. He's like common a horrendous person, and just nothing but bad influence ever since I was a kid. All the way up, but a great lad. <laughs> but here, smashing that, I couldn't, couldn't think any more of him. <laughs> but yeah, we were. I remember we were three and four years of age, and literally it was back in the day. Look, we didn't have much field back in our house back growing up, so we said, "Oh, there's chewing gum." Yeah. Scrape that off the ground, yeah. <laughs> not, not, not proud of it, but again, I'll deflect it onto Griff, a horrible influence, yeah. Do you think that's had an influence on you later on in life? Do you know what I mean, right? Uh, it's, it's obviously come back up again. My brother is uh, thankful as always, yeah. I was surprised that's all he asked, in fairness, yeah. Well, it's probably, I mean, there's only so much he, he could put on Twitter without his own Twitter account getting yeah. closed down. I mean, I'll not, he sent me about five questions to it privately, <laughs> but uh, aside, aside, I wouldn't go there. As I said, we are a relatively PG podcast. Yeah, so Adam, thanks a million for coming in and having a chat with us this week. Um, just on aside from that, uh, I suppose from Gareth and my own point of view, we've had crazy amounts of listeners over the past month. This is the fourth week that we've done it now. Mm-hmm. We're almost touching a thousand listens for the three previous episodes, which is something that we just never thought. You know, we generally thought that we'd be doing well to hit fifty per episode. Hmm. So just uh, like a, a genuine thank you to everybody who has been listening and to everybody who has come on because it's always a bit ropey sending people come on onto our podcast. You don't really know what to expect. And, mm-hmm. you know, but thanks very much for coming oh, on this week. And, and to the previous, the previous guests as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, obviously yourself, you've got a personality, you're able, you're able to speak well. Decky, able to speak surprisingly better than I thought he could. Um, <laughs> Molly was good. Darren's always a good speaker. So, you know, if you can, you know, we've got all the slabbers in our change room, you know, which, uh, you know, the likes of Andy will have to come on soon. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would love to hear. I think people would love to hear a two two guest podcast: Mark McCabe and Tucker McCann. I think. I mean, yeah. we Brian Brian's, yeah. Brian's chuckling around the background. Brian's only been here about six weeks, and he 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 knows what I mean. Um, I mean, in terms of uh, they, they finish each other's sentences now, don't they? Yeah, yeah well, with, and with, they're not too long. Those sentences. <laughs> yeah, I think we would have to do a lot of talking, but uh, you know, we'll, we'll see if if he want to encourage the rest of your teammates to follow your lead and, and get them on. I think it'll make for a good rest of the season. Yeah, I've, I've no doubt they will. I've no doubt they will. I know Coleman's hungry to come on, especially I think after he hears this, he'll, he'll want to come on next. <laughs> um, just before we go, Adam, just give us a quick prediction. How's the season going to finish for us? I'm, I'm guessing playoffs. Yeah. That's what I think. I, I think if we keep going the way we are, there's no reason why we won't. And we'll 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 honour a, a commitment to do a special live podcast whenever we win um, a playoff to get promoted to the Premiership. We'll do it from the Zion Lounge um, when everybody's on the sauce, like like two years ago when we beat Carrick, which was ended up with Darren Mullen uh, running round the pitch. Um, <laughs> I think maybe not fully closed at about half five in the morning. So um, yeah, we, we might have to record a few things that night if that yeah, happens. Yeah. But Adam, once again, I say your dad was right behind him, was he? <laughs> slowly, slowly. He, he had got thirty-four Jack Daniels on him by, by, by that point. But Adam, thanks very much. Again. Yeah, thank Brian, you. Adam. Cheers, thanks very much for let's know. We we'll get you on soon once you you break your duck. Right right. On Saturday. And Brian, but, put your hand in your pocket and pay this man some petrol money. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> Thanks very much. Uh, folks, uh, just, uh, just a reminder that if you want to get in contact with us, you can get us on Twitter. The username is at Shed End Podcast, capital S, capital E, capital P. On Facebook, if you just search for Shed End Podcast. And if you want to get us by email with any of your questions or feedback, it's shedendview at hotmail.com. <laughs>